The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show that is still on a bit of a sugar rush. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm is Ashley Pickle, our producer. Hello, Ashley. Hang on. How's, there we are. How's Hello. your Halloween? Uh, good. I had trick-or-treaters come by. I got real scared there for a minute that no one was going to, like, I bought candy and no one was going to show up, and then a rush of them came, so I gave out all the candy. We bought too much candy, um, but we always buy too much candy, and, like, like there's just not enough kids coming by our house. No, we have, I mean, I live in straight-up suburbia, so there were kids everywhere. I live in suburbia, too. <laughs> well, that's the problem. I don't get it. Uh, and the Thanksgiving season to my Christmas season. It's Ishmael Johnson. Hey, Ishmael. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Because you're, th- you're the good one. Yeah. Guys, let me just say this for the record. Okay? <laughs> it is Thanksgiving season. It's not Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Christmas gets plenty of time, and I understand that Thanksgiving is late this year. That's fine. It is Thanksgiving season. Don't put up those Christmas lights. Don't do anything. It is Thanksgiving season. Yep. Let it breathe, guys. <laughs> Okay, there's plenty of time for Christmas. Christmas gets way too much time. Thanksgiving, it's Thanksgiving season. Let's all build up to the best day okay. of the year. Okay, I will say that I think that Thanksgiving doesn't get enough time, but I think Christmas gets the time it deserves. That's fine. If you want to say it you want big Christmas more. time, that's okay. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that do not take Thanksgiving's rightfully earned <laughs> time right. and give it to Christmas, which already has enough. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's what I'm saying. Today is Friday, November 1st, 2019, 27 days until the best day of the year. Episode 849, 849, the number of plate appearances for Jose Canseco in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. On today's show, friends, we are announcing the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week winner, the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week winner, and then it's Mailback Friday. We're going to answer your questions down below on the Facebook. To the side. To the Again, si- we- si- side. To the side, <laughs> right? Yep. You're Over there. That's perfect. Uh, ask your questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, romance, lifestyle, travel, all sorts of good stuff. Uh, Ishmael's an expert on everything. Sure. Did you... <laughs> I'm going to ask you something mm-hmm. on the air. Oh, God. Please don't. Yes. What is this? Did you buy it? What we were talking about earlier? Not yet. Are you going to? I don't know. Okay, let's 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 lay it out here. Yeah. No, 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 no. Let's get the let's get the let's get the fans involved. Oh, okay, okay? we're go. going to. Okay, he pressure. loves to do this. Okay. Let me tell you. <laughs> so Ishmael, yeah, and I, mm-hmm. both fans of uh, of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Godzilla's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is not up for debate. Right. Godzilla is great. That's that a is a, that is a verifiable fact. Stated fact. Stated fact. There's a Criterion Collection group uh, 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 box the sh- set. The Showa era. The Showa is, era. Uh, the, all his film, all the Godzilla films from 1954 to 1976. Yes. Oh, wow. 1954 to 1976. Yeah. Okay. A lot of films. How Which many is, is that? A lot. God, that is a lot. It's about almost 20. 20. Okay. Yeah. Let's just say it's 20. Okay. Today, it is half off 
Ooh. on Barnes and Noble. Yes, Barnes and Noble, half off, and these are Blu-rays, right? Yeah, Blu-rays, or all DVDs and Blu-rays. So. DVDs and Blu-rays. Okay, plus commentary, all sorts of crazy stuff. Half off. Mm-hmm. I am telling him that he is absolutely has absolutely good investment. That I'm not going to talk about numbers, right, but right. you have definitely spent that amount of money on dumber things. Yeah, I think you need to pull the trigger. I think yeah. you'll get that much happiness. It has all my favorite Godzilla movies on it. There too. you go. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. I've had this page open. Tepper, for like are an you hour going so. to pull the trigger on that? Are you buying that? I would have to uh, see. Here's the here's the dish. Here's the dish. <laughs> see, he has. The, I have. Has, I, I have an extra layer yeah. of permissions yeah. that I have to go through. <laughs> she, okay, because it's not my money. He has to explain why that money yeah. is not going to uh, a certain yes. little baby. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ish, pff, free and easy. Okay. Which, by the way, like the uh, like the Halloween costume last night. Oh yeah, Hank went as the dinosaur. Yeah. Um, That's really good. Do you have first four through the door? I do actually. Hang on, I'm gonna have to. We're already getting questions, so let me scroll back to the top here. Uh, Patrick Abraham, Brent Homan, um, Allison Brown, and Rob Hadaway. Welcome yeah. in, guys. Happy Friday. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, along with Wells Fargo, and in conjunction with the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most serving high schooler in the state of Texas. Every Monday at noon, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's awards based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you, voting at TexasFootball.com. Voting closes at noon every day, and in fact, it did close at noon today. Um, with the a winner being announced shortly thereafter. This is that thereafter. Your Week 9 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week is... The delay on that thing, man. Ugh. Buffalo wide receiver and defensive back Jamal Randall, who had five carries for 155 yards and two touchdowns, five catches for 100 yards and two touchdowns, eight tackles, and an interception return for a touchdown. Congratulations to all the nominees. Beville Jones' is Aaron Caranco, Mignola's Trevion Sneed, El Paso Del Valle's Joel Serrano, Pottsboro's Cy Shope, uh, Cedar Park Vista Ridge's Kyle Brown, Lubbock Monterey's Tyree Tipson, Bremont's JT Anthony, Pampa's Tucker Bridwell, and Waco Conley's Kavion Gaither, but a very special congratulations to the Week 9 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, Buffalo wide receiver and defensive back Jamal Randall. Very well-deserved for the head bison. One more. Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football Proud team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the TexasFootball.com staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches for that week's Dairy Max, Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, and let fans decide via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Dairy Max, Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year, decided at season's end. Your Week 9 Dairy Max, Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week is... Beville Jones defensive coordinator Zane Brown. The Trojans' defense sparked their comeback win over Bernie, holding the high-powered Greyhounds scoreless in the second half and forcing five turnovers in a 33-17 victory. Congratulations to all the nominees. Wink offensive and defensive line coach uh, Daniel Kelly, La Jolla Palmview offensive coordinator Gary Lauer, and Shirts Clemens defensive coordinator Danny Langill. But a very special congratulations to the Week 9 Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk assistant coach of the week. Beville Jones defensive coordinator Zane jo- Zane Brown rather very well deserved. I almost said Beville Brown defensive coordinator Zane Jones. That would not have been good. We're at Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's, and of course see uh, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Get your questions in on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Going to fire up the mailbag. We're going until twelve 
40 today. That's a full half hour of questions, so we should be able to knock all of that out. But before we get to your questions, let's get some Thursday thoughts from last night. The big talking point is going to be about Baylor's win over West Virginia 17-14 to in a game that Ishmael Johnson 100% called. <laughs> just 100%. Bad weather, just sloppy. Midweek games always sloppy. Yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. <laughs> the the one question, look, and it's it's a win, mm-hmm. but m- the big question coming out of this is is this a big red flag for Baylor? Yeah, I and think so. I think it is. I I, I, I was it was kind of, you, th- you you probably thought coming out of the Oklahoma State game that the offense had turned a corner. It hasn't mm-hmm. been bad, right? The offense has right. been efficient. They've grinded out games. They've. Mm-hmm. It, it, I don't want to you know I don't want to compare it, you know one to one, but it definitely has that vibe of like old Alabama teams that would just sit on games yeah and just like you know they're in complete control but it wasn't ever they were never blowing teams out uh definitely wasn't like the Baylor teams of recent years that we've seen um they kind of had that grinded out style and last year last night it was kind of kind of teetered on the brink of like I mean they're I mean here's the thing plain and simple they're lucky they weren't playing a good team right yeah. it was, oh, it was yeah. like oh they just kind of felt like they were playing with their food for a little bit and mm-hmm. then like never really took control I could not believe when they gave up the uh the kickoff return right after scoring that touchdown. Like, they <laughs> yeah. finally got the momentum going, and yeah. then there goes West Virginia. Well, it was just demoralizing. I mean, the know. thing is, that's that's now going to be the issue, right? Mm-hmm. Is like, who is a team that we are pretty sure is good that they've beaten, okay? The, that win at Oklahoma State is by far it's their most win. complete it's win. It's a good win. Okay? The win at Kansas State is looking better. Yeah. But, I think Kansas State might be okay. But, like, like, let's put it this way. I think there's a fair argument that their next three games at TCU, home for Oklahoma, and home for Texas are their three toughest games to do. Wait, well, and oh, at, yeah. at Kansas isn't a walkover either. And now, at Kansas is suddenly – Their point. offense can put up If points. they play like that, they're not going to They're not going to win. Yeah. And, and that is – this was, uh, I thought, a discouraging game for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, you know, I came on here and I said everything points to all the numbers, all the, everything – points to Baylor coming out and dominating this game. Yeah. And look, you can you can I just don't think that if you're going to continue to win games like you did against West Virginia, like you did against Tech, like you did against Iowa State, like you did in a lot of ways against Rice. You can't live like that. Mm-hmm. If you're going to like you're not going to be able to run the table if that's what they have their sights set on. Um, but but plain and simple, look, they I mean they they fundamentally they're still in the driver's seat. They would need to lose twice to not make the Big 12 title game, mm-hmm. right? And they would have to be the wrong kind of loss. They could still lose twice and make the Big 12 title game. Yeah. But that was, to me, maybe their most discouraging result of the year. It's a win, and if your most discouraging result of the year is a win, things are going pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I was, I think the offense is stuck in a rut, and and I'm I'm concerned about what's going to happen at TCU next week. For if 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 you if you want if you think that Baylor has a chance to run the table, yeah, I think that there's reason for concern going into next week. Now, granted, all they need to do is win. Uh, they can drop Oklahoma mm-hmm. and still make the Big Twelve title game and be it. okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, but they have to beat Texas. They have beat TCU, right? Mm-hmm. Which are not gimmies. But if even if what they we feel they're probably going to get beaten by, by Oklahoma, probably mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. you know if it becomes a shootout as well. Um, but that result won't matter if they do want to make the Big 12 title game because, you know, they're still in the driver's seat and they've created enough cushion to where they can drop a game and still be in the driver's seat. Right. So, Especially drop a game to the team that you're going to 
be playing right, exactly. in, the, so, in the title game. Right, exactly. So, you know, and granted, the defense still played really well. The uh, West Virginia's only touchdowns were, I believe, that, that kickoff and mm-hmm. then the 83-yard touchdown. Right. So defense like, is playing great. Yeah, defense has been playing good. So, But, again, it's the Big 12, and you eventually assume you're going to get put in a shootout. Mm-hmm. Uh, you obviously think that's going to happen against Oklahoma, and it probably will happen against Texas with that offense. Right. So, uh yeah we'll see and then also offensive line wasn't great no it was, was no he was running great. for his life man that yeah. was not charlie brewer was running for his life yeah um oh i'm supposed to say this oh the whataburger super team <laughs> we planned this out really well the whataburger super team <laughs> yeah. um is the the voting is now live okay, uh, cool. at, at, at texasfootball.com uh, so for those who don't know the Whataburger Super Team, and I can pull up uh, my little read here. Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Whataburger have given uh, teamed up to give fans the opportunity to honor the best and brightest stars in Texas high school football with the 2019 Whataburger Super Team. Uh, fans, uh, we they cast more than 300,000 ballots last year uh, for this. We have nom- we have narrowed down the ballot uh, to 300 players. You want to check it out? It's at TexasFootball.com. You can find the Whataburger Super Team. The voting is now live. Goes until the end of the year is where it will go. So uh, check that out. It's at TexasFootball.com uh, for the Whataburger Super Team. Make sure I keep them happy. Yeah, I just got a note about yeah. that. Uh, elsewhere on Thursday night, uh, I don't think there was really anything that, that kind of jumps out. Well, let me rephrase. There's basically only one thing uh, that jumps out of you, if, and, and it's one of those, again, lower, under-the-radar games that I think was, was really, really um, kind of impressive. And that is Pflugerville-Hendrickson's win over Round Rock. Um, which is a game that we sat that I sat here yesterday and I said, oh, you know what? This is a game that Round Rock needs to take care of business in this game, stand there. But Pflugerville Henderson up and nips them, 24-17 um, was the final there. Is that right? 35-28 was the final there. And for Round Rock, that sends 13-6A into just a, a tailspin. Like, who knows what's going to happen now? Here's what we do know. Vandegrift is at the top. Mm-hmm. They're in... They're feeling really good, okay? Uh, Hendrickson is out, and Leander is out at the bottom. Everyone else, it is a w- just wide-open, wild west for those final three playoff spots. It's going to be a wild finish there. Um, Bridgeland clinched a playoff spot with a win over Silas. Congratulations to the Bears. Um, elsewhere, other big games across the state. Do, 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 do. Um, it's pretty chalky overall. I mean, uh, Laredo United South got a great win over Laredo United. Congratulations to them. That's a big win uh, for them for, from a uh, rivalry perspective and also uh, from a playoff perspective. Alvin Shadow Creek took care of uh, Fort Bend Hightower in emphatic fashion. That was impressive. South Oak Cliff took down Dallas Kimball. Uh, another impressive win uh, for them. Frisco put a hurting on Frisco Memorial, 52-7. to uh, Elsewhere, Springtown got a scare from Wichita Falls Hershey, mm-hmm. but they pull out a win, 47-35. Hershey's, Hershey's playoffs hopes look really dicey now. Yeah, they do. And now, by the way, one other thing that I have to mention, and I know this is going to seem kind of mean. Mm-hmm. Don't be mean. This is just it's something worth, worth noting because I didn't think it was going to happen, to be real honest. I didn't want to bring it up, but I'll, now I'll bring it up. Okay. Austin Eastside Memorial scored. Oh, wow. Yes. Austin Eastside Memorial uh, entered uh, last game's uh, last night's game against Bandera uh, as the only team in the state uh, that had not scored yet. They were 0-8, and they had been outscored 432 to nothing. They scored last night. They w- they they lost 49 to six. But Austin Eastside Memorial got a win. You don't want to drop into that that world. So yeah. I'm I'm glad they I'm glad they scored. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they scored. That's kind of off the table. That's that's good for Eastside Memorial. Uh, anyway, 
Uh, that's about it from Thursday Thoughts. And now, uh, before we get into to, uh, um, mailbag. Yeah. Um, Ashley, what are you doing this weekend? What am I doing yeah. this weekend? Um, going to a Mean Green game. My family's coming up, actually. My oh, cousins great. are coming up. Yeah, so that'll be fun. That will be fun. Um, but you're going to the Mean Green game tomorrow. Just not going to turn the camera right. on me. Uh, you're gonna so, refuse, like, I have so the power to not put your myself on camera. Your homecoming queen, Reign of Terror, is finally ending tomorrow, right? They will crown a new homecoming queen, and it will no longer be you. Is it, is it a bittersweet day for you? No, I am extremely happy for whoever. It's actually the homecoming royal. We only have one. It's not king or queen. They oh. switched that as of last year. Oh, really? So yes. So they don't have a king and queen. No, they have it was one. Just one. Winner. So you're the homecoming monarch, <laughs> is what you are, right? That was yeah. Fair. Well, f- well mm-hmm. yeah. You're the reigning homecoming monarch. Uh, yes. But I think that people will notice that despite uh, yesterday, um, there were a lot of people mm. in the comments, and I, the, I've heard you, a surge do, of, of. Do you want to hear the comments as people. of today? Yeah. Uh, there's there's been three people that mm-hmm. have commented about it. One said. Um, Ashley wears the sash, mm-hmm. so that's the thing. But the other one said, why doesn't Tepper have a crown on his head? And Tony said, we really need to do a GoFundMe to get Tepper a huge mum and a sash to give him when we meet up in state. And I think that that is such a good idea. I will just completely endorse that. I'll donate to that, actually. <laughs> all sounds great. It all sounds great. But today's <laughs> today. And uh, I think people are wondering. I think the people are asking. I don't know about you. My Twitter yeah. mentions were filled with people. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it people. was hashtag Ash, Ashes Sash yeah. was, was what was going oh, on. Whatever. And so Sashley Pickle. Sashley Pickle. Okay. And so, <laughs> and so Get where, out of here. And so, and so <laughs> I think people need to know, where's the sash? So I genuinely did look. Cannot find the sash. Could not find it. Like, all respect to the troops, could not <laughs> find the sash. Yeah. That's a genuine, mm. genuine okay. right. play of events here. Uh, that's uh, that's I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I feel a little bit betrayed. Yeah, a little bit mm-hmm. let down. Mm-hmm. Is there is there anything you can do oh, to make it up to the people? I'm just gonna to get this people. over with. Yes, there is, and I brought it. Okay, and to be fair, the only reason that I brought this was because I knew for a fact if I said that I could not find the sash everyone would say oh BS that's not true blah 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 the moment you walked in to the uh, to the office that happened so I couldn't find the sash but yes here is the crown it is <laughs> there on. it was here come no on. it won't fit with the headset we well, can't take off the headset for a moment no no <laughs> it's okay it's okay come How, on people want to see you in the crown wear, I just if it is gonna, here I did the, win the deal was you would wear the sash and I would wear the crown here no, I know, but you didn't live up to your end of the bargain. Well, I yeah. I couldn't. I think the people the people demand, the people are asking for it, clamoring for it. Yeah. For Ashley Pickle. Yeah. To put on that crown. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. Somebody screenshot that and send it to me at Tepper. That'd be great. Thank you guys. Please very, do not. Very much. Fantastic. Please. Mailback Friday, we got 20 minutes of questions. Uh, 20, yeah, 20 minutes of questions. Yeah. Ashley, what do we got? Um, all right. That was worth it. <laughs> it was not. What are your biggest keys to uh, Permian versus friendship tonight? Yeah, this is a sneaky Ooh. game. Yeah. Um, a game that I think is flying under people's radar, and I think that um, in, in a lot of ways, if you look at the way that this district is shaping up, this is... This could go one of two ways. Obviously, if you're Midland Lee, 
you're pulling very hard for friendship. Mm-hmm. You've already beaten them. Things are looking good. Feeling pretty good. Um, but if Permian wins this game, next week's Lee and Permian. Okay, Lee and Permian doesn't need. Whew. It's it's like it's like um it's like in 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 wrestling mm-hmm. where sometimes there's a big match that they don't need to have the championship on the line. Right. Like it's that's a like big that. enough match. It's a big enough match. It's a big enough game. Yeah. It's Permian and Lee. You put the district title on the line next week, mm-hmm. and we're gonna be cooking with gas. As far as keys to the game are concerned, um, the biggest question is what does Permian's defense, which has been very good all year, uh, do to slow down what has been a, an explosive. Uh, friendship offense. That is that is to me the the big matchup here. I feel like Permian has played a lot better of late. They have they have really surged of late, and that's I think something very encouraging for them. Uh, but the biggest question for me is is how do you slow them down? How do you keep them uh, keep this uh, keep this game? I think in in the twenties, uh, maybe the low thirties as opposed to the forties. That's where they want this game to be because for all the things Permian does well, this is not this super high flying offense. So got to find a way uh, to uh, to contain Donovan Smith. Uh, Got to find a way to, to make them one-dimensional. That's going to be the big key for me. Uh, this game is at uh, in, in friendship, so it's on the road. Um, huge, huge game uh, that will determine, you know, obviously, is this for... Let me look at this. So these teams are going different places in the, in the, in the um, playoffs. Uh, Permian's going D1. Friendship almost certainly going D2. In fact, they are going D2. So nothing on the line there, but... Huge matchup there. I, I, I believe I picked Permian. This is a very close game. Computer actually has friendship in this game, but really in the margin of, of um, uh, as far as the margins of, of home field advantage is concerned. I think this game's really close. The game comes down to the f- friendship offense against Permian defense. That's the big matchup for me. What's next, Ashley? Um, up next, let's go with uh, what are your thoughts on Cisco likely moving down to 2A? That's huge. And, and Step and I mentioned it on Tep and Step uh, that Cisco, there's a fair chance that they drop down to 2A Division One, which would be uh, huge. Because right now, I mean, look at it. They're a 3A Division Two contender there mm-hmm. in Region 1. Uh, the way that they would drop down, get away from the Canadians of the world, get away from the Abernathys of the world, that would be a huge, huge advantage. And especially when you take a look at 2A Division One, you know, there's a big game tonight post a new deal. I think Cisco, like right now, if you were to take them and you were to insert them into um, into two A Division One, they would be the favorite to come out of Region One. Like in, like th- like right now, if you were to put them there, they'd be the favorite to come out of Region One in 2019. In 2020, obviously there will be things change, different rosters, et cetera, et cetera. But um, this is the team that I think uh, could make a huge impact out there in, in Region One. Now look, you know, would they be favored over a team like San Saba in a semifinal? I don't know. I think it'd be really close. But I think that you're. Uh, I think that you talk about contenders dropping down. That would certainly be one. And let's remember, Cisco's a team that's lost one regular season game in the last two seasons. Like they are, have been dominant in three A Division two. You drop down where you are now the big fish in the small pond, as opposed to the inverse. That would be huge for the Lobos if they were to drop down. It looks like they're going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't had the cutoff numbers come out quite yet, so we won't find out quite yet. They'll come out. Uh, should be here, I think, after Thanksgiving. Yeah. After Thanksgiving is when the UIL puts out the cutout, cutoff numbers. So we will see, but very interested in that. That's one of those big-time movers. That, long view dropping down. Um, there's a fair chance that Cal Allen drops to 4A, which would be crazy. Um, anyway, those are there's all... a lot of fun stuff coming. A lot of fun, lot of fun stuff coming. This is a good offseason. Mm-hmm. It's a good offseason uh, to stick with TexasFootball.com. But... So a lot of football to play this year, guys. We're not pushing football out the door, but come February, excuse me, come January, February, we'll have a lot to talk about. What's next, Ashley? 
Um, so let's see. Oh, where did it go? Vincent uh, Marquez said, after a nice segment yesterday with number nine, Abilene Cooper's coach, Roan, what are y'all's thoughts on a deep playoff run with this team? Yeah, so Cooper, obviously, undefeated, 9-0. Uh, they will uh, then play uh, – who do they play? Lo or they uh, they finish the year – who do they play? Amarillo. Mm -hmm. They play, finish the year against Amarillo, which will be a tough game. But when you take a look at, at what things could shape out for them, um, especially there in Region 1, look, you want to avoid Denton Ryan as long as possible, right? That's kind of the name of the game when you're in 5A Division 1, Region 1. Uh, just see how long you can go without playing um, without playing Denton Ryan. The, the issue for them – for, or the, the the good news for Abilene Cooper, rather, is that as long as they hold serve, as long as they win that district, as long as they win, uh, beat Amarillo, or in in some by hook or crook finish first in that district, they would not see Denton Ryan until uh, a, a regional, regional final, final, yeah, which is literally the best you can hope for. Right. Here's the problem, though. Okay, you drop that game uh, to Amarillo, and you're seeing them around earlier. Mm -hmm. Okay, that is the that is the big the big issue there. So. Beyond that, you could be seeing a team. Uh, if you drop that one, you could be seeing a team like Azel in the second round, which is not a not a walk in the park either. Mm -hmm. So, uh, huge game between Abilene Cooper and Amarillo next week. Assuming Amarillo beats Lubbock tonight, which they should, yeah. um, that would be huge and would make things very uh, would give them a good path. I would say in Region One to make at least a regional final. And at that point, you're playing Ryan. Ryan's one of the best teams in the state. You roll the dice, you see what happens. Take a chance. It's 40, 48 minute game. You made it that far. Exactly like, right. Anything can happen. Exactly so. right. So, what's next, Ashley? Um, up next, let's go. Your thoughts on Allen versus Prosper tonight? Yeah. So, a game that is kind of flying under people's radar, I think, because it's Allen, right? And mm -hmm. I think because they've just kind of been humming along. You know, la di la. They're going to finish. People say they're going to finish ten. Now, this is obviously, in my opinion, um, this is pretty clearly the second best team in this district, either them or or Jesuit, um, in some sort of order. Um, Prosper, you mean? Yeah, I'm sorry, Prosper or Jesuit is the yeah. second best team in this district. Um, look, I think that this is an interesting challenge. We haven't talked a lot about Allen, basically, since the opener because yeah. they haven't played anybody in their weight class. Talk, and that's to, kind us in, of, talk to us in November. Right, that's <laughs> kind of, the, that's kind of the, the book on Allen every year. Yeah. I will say this. I don't think this is that dominant Allen offense that we've come, become used to. Nope. Um, I I think that in a lot of ways they're they're really relying on what Raylan Sharp does and Selden Manning. They're 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 really relying on being able to run the ball. Um, and to me, if Prosper can get them into a shootout, who knows? Mm -hmm. Look, they're underdogs. Everyone's almost everyone's going to be an underdog yeah. against Allen, unless your name is Katie North Shore, Duncanville, and like four other teams. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to be a sizable underdog against Allen. Prosper's got a shot, but the, the, the path to victory has got to be you have to get them into a shootout because I just don't think – I think if you're looking for a, a place where Allen is only pretty good, mm -hmm. it's on the offensive side. I think their offense is just okay, you know? So we'll find out. But Allen's a big favorite, should win that game. But if Prosper can kind of get, get the offense going and make, make Allen keep up with them score for score, that is their best chance for an upset. What's next, Ashley? Also, Allen's probably going to make the playoffs. What's next, Ashley? <laughs> Um, let's see. Who's your biggest school with three or more losses that will make it at least to a regional final? The Makes best, you think. The best school with at least three or more. Three I mean, more Mart is the obvious one, right? Yeah. So but it's Mart's got three losses. Did they say biggest or best? Oh, man. They say biggest or best? Uh, big. Like Mart, yeah, Mart. Big school. Okay, big school. Well, so we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll classify that as 6A or 5A, right? Sure. 6A or 5A. You're talking about the best like mm. multi-loss team yeah. out there. I gotta look this up now. 
I mean, an easy option here would be a team like Psy Creek. And the reason mm-hmm. why is that they might be the only team left there in Division Two, Region Three. Yeah. That if Westbrook goes up to Division One, then they could be the team that does look there. They're five and three on the year. Um, Richmond Foster, if you still want to buy uh, in on them, yeah. they're still. I think they're still dangerous and, and could make a deep run. Um, Huntsville is another team that I think has it has a you know a lot of a lot of potential. Um, I don't see one in six A Division One to be real honest because I think that you, you mm. know that there's just not that team. Yeah, you can't um, slip up there. Right. I mean, the problem is like you could say like Smithson Valley, but Smithson Valley I think is is scheduled to. Do you want to like, you want to give credit to Marshall? Round. Do you want maybe I mean, something around there? Maybe um, you go team like Marshall. I, yeah. I think I I think I would go to Richmond Foster. Richmond Foster still got the dudes, right? Yeah. They've still got the dudes to make that to make that that run. Yeah. Um, and I, I think they're coming. They're battle tested. They're coming out of the best district in that region, mm-hmm. certainly. Um, yeah, Richmond Foster is probably probably the pick. Although, if you want to go for a six A pick, it's probably whoever is left over if Beaumont Westbrook goes up to the Division One bracket. Mm-hmm. What's next, Ashley? Um, we'll do one more football question, and then yes, I will answer the homecoming boot story since everyone is very stuck on that. Um. What do you think of Wimberley's chances to play Navarro again in the playoffs? Fourth round, I believe, said uh, Keith Coburn. I, I believe that is uh, that is correct. They would see them in, in, in the fourth round of the playoffs, assuming things kind of broke out the way that they are supposed to. Um, look, the work is not done uh, for Wimberley. Like, they've still got they've still got a um, – who do they finish with? Let me make sure I get this right. They had Navarro last week. Right? They had Navarro last week. Um I'm pulling up their schedule they real quick. They finish with Quero. Quero. Okay. Lano and Quero. Okay. Two games that, honestly, they should win, right? Now, Lano could give them trouble tonight. Lano's mm-hmm. probably the other playoff team in that district. Yeah. So, keep an eye on them. Uh, but, you know, they're probably going to beat Lano. It's crazy to say they're probably going to beat Quero, but they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quero's just in a bad way right now. Um, now, if you're taking a look, that would assume that then they finish second in that district, right? They finish second in that district. At that point, they would see they would have to see Navarro in, t- in a regional final. But look, it's not a cakewalk, okay? Um, assuming they finish second, they'd see a team like Raymondville in the second round. And I know that people are thinking, oh, down there in the Rio Grande Valley. Raymondville's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Raymondville's really dangerous. Raymondville's one of my picks, I believe, when we did our preseason, mm-hmm. like, a Valley team's going to break through to a regional final or something. Raymondville was a pick. Like, it was one of those teams to watch out for. If you get past them, then you got to get past a team like Rockport Fulton, which is not mm-hmm. going to be a treat either. And then you would get a team like a team like Geronimo Navarro. But let's also be honest that Geronimo Navarro beat, um, you know, beat uh, uh, Wimberley pretty convincingly, 42 to 14. So they got to ma- they got to make up, you know, 28 points mm-hmm. in order to, to, to get them. Not obviously not impossible, but. I would say that that right now there there's reason to believe that Navarro is the favorite to come out of Region Four. They're in four Division Two, but it'll be a regional final. A lot of work to do there. Uh, you know, that's that's to me that's what makes that win for um, that win for Navarro over Wimberley so so important. Is that and we'll talk. This is a phrase you're going to hear a lot over the next couple of weeks. That win dropped or that loss dropped Wimberley to the dirty side of the bracket. That dropped mm-hmm. them to the dirty side of the region where they got to get through Raymondville. They got to get through Rockport Fulton, as opposed to Navarro, who's going to get get teams like, and this is all due respect to those teams, but teams like Rio Hondo, teams like Lano or Sinton, much more manageable, in my opinion. So that's, that is the, the power of these games. And I know it's just a weird week nine game, but it has major, major impacts in the way that this bracket's going to shape up. What's next, Ashley? Um, real fast, for the boot story of homecoming, since you made me put on the crown, then, um, so 
what had happened was when you're on the homecoming court, you have to go to all the different events. So one of them being which on the Tuesday of homecoming was the scrappy games. So you go out to Apogee Stadium and they've got all these different physical competition things that you do. Well, I'm a very, very, very competitive person, um, especially with physical activity, tend to get a little over competitive. So we were doing one of the blow up like obstacle course things. And I went way too hard and ended up breaking my toe. Um, and when you have to walk throughout the whole week of homecoming, that's, that's not fun. And then Thursday night, I tripped in front of 5,000 people getting up onto a stage and legitimately like snapped my toe in half. So I won oh. homecoming in a boot because it was so bad I could barely even walk on it. So I was all done up in a dress and all this stuff, and I have to hobble out there on a boot the entire time. There's the boot story. The pictures are very funny. I really can't stress this enough, though. You won, though, right? I did. Oh, okay. I was just making sure. And you have a crown? Is that right? So up next, we've got <laughs> uh, how shocking is the fact that Angleton may miss the playoffs? How long has it been since they missed oh. out? Um, it, it, is, um, it is shocking, right? I mean, I don't think there, there, there's anything to say with that. Now, I will say that I don't think it's necessarily – it's not baked in yet. All that all that means, what it means is it's not necessarily an indictment, I would say, on Angleton, yeah. right? I don't think it's necessarily an indictment on Angleton, but what more more importantly... Fortman, Hightower, and Friendswood, man. That's exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Those are the two teams that have surprised us this yeah. year, and as a result, they somebody's got to go, mm -hmm. right? And, and that team would be Angleton. The last time they missed the playoffs was 2007. <sighs> it's not, so they haven't missed the playoffs in a decade. Man. Um, you know, it, it's, it's tough out there. It's tough out there in that in that District 10-5A Division One, and so you knew Shadow Creek was getting in. You had to assume Foster was getting in. Mm -hmm. Now you know they, they you know Angleton's uh, up against it when you when you play teams like Friendswood and, and Hightower that are on on the the upswing. So uh, it's it's a little shocking. Like that's going to be the team that when you when we take a look back on our preseason rankings, that's mm -hmm. going to be teams like oh boy we missed on them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's certainly surprising. I would say. What's next, Ashley? Um, what are your thoughts on Temple versus Midway tonight? Yeah, big game, big rivalry game, um, and for the district title. Um, obviously, last year um, the the Temple Midway thing was was fun because they're try all trying to avoid going to Longview, um, <laughs> which was kind of wacky. The things, the way things are breaking out right now, if Belton in fact does miss the playoffs, then these then this would be for the number one seed in D two, right? If it does miss the playoffs, we could have another situation. I'm not going to get into that, but big game here. Uh, this game's in in Hewitt. It's at Midway, um, and the the headline matchup is going to be the Temple offense with Quentin Johnston and company going up against what's been a very very good Midway defense. But I think that the other side of the ball uh, is going to I think be even more interesting and perhaps more indicative of how this game is going to go because. I want to see what this midway offense, which has in many, basically the best way to describe it is that it comes and goes. Like there are times where their offense looks really, really good. And there are times where they don't get off the bus. They got to get off the bus. And, like, like go back a couple weeks. Like mm -hmm. go back last week against Shoemaker. Big game, critical game, suddenly critical game because of what happened the, the game before that. They showed out. The offense played great. Week before, can Harker Heights? No showed. 17-14. They got to show up. If, that, if the offense shows up, then, then they're going to have a great shot to, to win this game. Uh, but, you know, Temple's been a little bit more consistent, and I think that they have to be the favorite in this game, even on the road. Um, I picked Temple. I'm going to stick with Temple. Should be a fun game, though. 
Um, always a wild atmosphere there when Midway and Temple get together. Uh, and we will we will see. And then, the, you know, the, again, I just can't stress enough, <laughs> loser of this game is probably going to Longview. Yeah. Uh, in fact, loser of this game is going to Longview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a lot on the line here. Yep. So big game. Hope you love hornet's nests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's next, Ashley? Um, are y'all going to do No Shave November? No. No. I'm, I, I, I also don't grow enough facial hair for it to I matter at all. I don't. So. Yeah, me yeah. and you both. I don't. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't. You know, I, was about to say, I don't she, have any facial hair. <laughs> well, so I can't. True. <laughs> um, she wasn't lying. No, I've, I've tried it before. My father uh-huh. has a tremendous mustache. Yeah. Really good mustache. Yeah. I ju- it's never been my thing. Yeah, I can't never. do it. I didn't get those jeans, so I. Nope. That's why. That's why. Whenever I like, whenever I go for like a week, mm-hmm. that's when you guys see like I'll start to look like I have one. It's right. like that's a full week of me not shaving. It's yeah. just it's gross. It doesn't it doesn't come in well. So it looks like a, I look like a high schooler trying to grow. Yeah, me hair. too. It's just never been a skill of mine. Yeah. What's next? Actually, we got about five, uh, eight minutes. Okay. Um, who has the best chance to upset Duncanville before the championship weekend? That's a good question. Um, before the championship weekend. The way that the Duncanville's path would, would shape up, um, right now, I would say a team like Arlington Martin in a regional semifinal, if you believe in Arlington Martin, or they might see Midland Lee there. Neither one of those teams would have a shot. Duncanville's another team that I think because they've been so dominant and just kind of ho-hum we haven't really talked about. Mm-hmm. Their offense is another... It's, it's kind of weird because we're saying the same thing. It's like their offense has been good. It's been fine. It's been fine. It yeah. hasn't been like that, that juggernaut that part, we've seen. Part of me also wants to wonder how much they're just maybe mm-hmm. preserving. I think that's right. right. It's like, uh, you know, they're fine. We've, we've controlled this game, and then you just kind of wait for the playoffs. But their defense has been oh, crazy stellar. good. It's stellar. crazy That's good. what they've hung their hat on. Um. If they were to see a team like DeSoto in a regional final, that would be a better matchup uh, than if they saw a team like South Lake Carroll, which I just don't. I think we saw last year what happened. I don't see Carroll just does South not match up well with them. No, nope. they don't. Nope. Um, so I would say if you're looking for an upset special before then, um, look them. They'll see Louisville in an area round, and Louisville might be annoying mm-hmm. to them. Uh, but I would say the winner of a potential Midland Lee Arlington Martin regional semi or uh, in a regional semifinal. Uh, and then, if they were to see DeSoto in a semi uh, in a regional final, before they would see a team like Allen. Yeah. Uh, and right now, I will just tell you that the computer would make uh, Duncanville a six point favorite over Allen. Just FYI. What's next, Ashley? Um, let's go with uh, where to go. Uh, thoughts on Barbers Hill versus uh, PNG tonight? Uh, yeah, uh, a big game down there for uh, fundamentally the district championship, or at the very least. If PNG wins, then that makes the Mid County Madness next week even more interesting. Um, Barbers Hills, a squad that I think has flown under people's radar, despite having a super high profile coach uh, mm, in Tom. Whatever that is, must be. Yeah, mm. must be pretty good. Yeah, uh, but they've been <laughs> they've been really really solid, and their defense has been excellent, taking a big step forward this year, uh, and their offense is starting to look like the kind of offense that you come to expect from. Um, uh, from Tom Westbrook. The offense mm-hmm. is, is really balanced, hard to stop. PNG's defense has been very good, but again, their offense has just been a little bit spotty. And and for me, the question is going to be, can the defense play well enough to let its offense get up to speed? Mm-hmm. That's going to be the big question for me. Uh, this game is in Barbers Hill. Uh, or no, it's at PNG. It's at the reservation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked Barbers Hill. I'm going to stick with Barbers Hill. I think this game's close, though. I think it's real close. Potentially, if for PNG's sake... Probably hope it's low scoring. Right. Lower scoring game would benefit PNG. A higher scoring game would benefit Barbers Hill. But I will lean towards uh, Barbers Hill in this one. Remember when people were like, man, why is he going to Barbers Hill? 
Yeah. That's why, man. <laughs> He's cooking. Um, what about Lamar versus Bowie? Ah uh, yes, uh, another Bowie. another big time matchup in uh, in Arlington ISD. Uh, Bowie kind of shook things up uh, a couple of weeks ago when they knocked off Arlington, mm-hmm. and this could again set up. This is kind of like a district title semifinal, like play in game for Bowie because mm-hmm. they get Martin next week. Yep. And if they beat Martin, then th- th- that would be for the district title. Uh, the thing that's really impressed me most uh, is that you know Lamar does have that one loss on the year. Uh, but at the same time, but it's it's to Arlington Martin, certainly uh, certainly nothing to, to hang your head about. Yeah. But other than that, they've been really really good all year long, and and I think that that all, I think that defense has really been under the radar. Jack Dawson, their quarterback, has been very solid. Um, I think that my question is going to be, what does the I think this, there's a fair argument to say that this is Bowie's biggest two biggest games back to back coming oh, up yeah. here. Oh yeah, you know that win over Arlington's really impressive. But I think that to to play to play Lamar and Martin back to back weeks, this is this is a we're gonna find out a lot about what Bowie's about. Um, I think I picked Lamar. I'm gonna stick with Lamar. I think it's close uh, as these Arlington ISD games tend to be. Uh, but we'll find out a lot about Bowie. This is a I big know, part of the game be for, me, for Lamar, I believe, because yeah. then that would get yes. them the game up mm-hmm. and then yes. the game next week against. Martin. Yeah, if they yeah if they if the, uh, a a Bowie loss. Would assuming they beat Pascal, which right. they right. will. Yeah, uh, a Bowie loss would clinch at least a share of the district title for Arlington Martin. So yeah, five minutes. What's up? Five minutes. Um, are you guys gonna do a meet and greet again this year at state? We're working on that. We're working on details. Um, Ishmael's appearance fee is a lavish. Through the roof. That require me to get up even earlier. You on would days, not so. believe it. So we're in talks with his people. Yeah. Uh, and and seeing if we can get him on, uh, but yeah, we're we're planning. We got something cooking. We'll have more details as we get closer. Uh, but yes, I think we're planning on either Friday or Saturday morning before the games. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind before if you're the games. Somebody who doesn't who wants to arrive late. Yeah, reconsider games, it that day. <laughs> games are at eleven. Yeah, we're probably talking about like a meet and greet sometime between nine and ten. So because once the games start, we are we not go. available. We so. got to work. This is actually a job for us. I know yes. it doesn't look like it, but it actually is. <laughs> Couple more, Ashley. Um, do you think that Tomball will move to six A with Tomball Memorial? Uh, so let's let me take a, let me pull up steps uh, snapshot data. You can find Which the, the snapshot data. Yeah, and he did put it in the comments too. So if anyone was looking, scroll back up. So Tomball is at twenty two thirty. Um, that is going to be. I think that's a six A number. I think the cutoff's going to be around 2220. Uh, that kind of feels like, so it looks like they're going to be right above the cutoff. Um, and 2220 is probably being a little bit aggressive with what the number is going to be. Mm-hmm. So I would say Tomball's almost certainly going up, uh, going to be at, um, going to be there. Uh, as, far as, as far as Tomball Memorial, do we have a number on Tomball Memorial? I, I don't have I don't, I have one. don't think so. But um but Tomball Memorial is already six A. They were twenty two forty seven last realignment. I have a feeling they didn't get smaller. They didn't open it up no school in Tomball unless no I'm forgetting it. Um so I would say that they are pro- probably both going to be six A, yes, and then they'll be lumped into the same district and that'll make it even more fun. Which will make of course things very interesting in that Cypher ISD again <laughs> because they have to split it all up and they've mm-hmm. got new schools and blah blah blah. So yes, a lot of things going on. Two more. Uh, Maybank or Athens? Um. <laughs> He's contemplating. Uh, Athens. I'm gonna go with Athens. That's a big game, probably for the fourth, uh, almost certainly for the fourth playoff spot. 
I think I lean towards Athens. Um, I think even though they have the worst record, but again, the, the biggest issue for them is that man, when their defense is off, their defense just is a sieve. It is just wide open for other teams. So their defense has got to play good against what's been a pretty good Maybank team. I'm going to lean towards Athens. I think they got a little bit too much speed for Matt, uh, for Maybank, but I think this game, uh, this game, obviously a uh, fundamentally a playoff game, right? Fundamentally a playoff game for these two teams. Winner gets in loser. Loser has to pray basically. So yeah, I will take Athens. All right. Last one. And we will end on this one. Um, Is it an ender? Not really. Oh my God. There haven't really been a well, The ender can be you putting the crown back on. What's the last question? <laughs> Uh, die ball versus Franklin. Yeah, fun game. Ooh. Real fun game. Yep. Um, it's funny. We were previewing this on the Player of the Week show yesterday, and um, they had like the highlights up, and all the highlights were like passing highlights. And I'm like, that's not what these teams do. <laughs> these are two running teams, mm -hmm. running and defense. Uh, die balls, Dears McMillan has been really, really good, and their defense has been crushing fools. Their defense has been great. Going up against Franklin, Frank's got two losses on the year, but I still think they're a really, really dangerous squad. They got this sophomore running back whose name is presently escaping me. Well, they got this awesome sophomore running back <laughs> there, but they're going to be. A, that. I think that this chance, this game has a chance to be really low scoring. Um, and I think this game has a chance to be really low scoring, which is where both Franklin and Dieball want to play these games. If Dieball wins this game, they're going to finish the year undefeated, and um, that would be quite. I would need to look the last time they went 10-0. It's been a minute. But I think that I think I picked Die Ball. I'm going to stick with Die Ball. Uh, I think that they are. But but Franklin is going to be the team to be two, two really good coaches in this one. Uh, really excited to see what Mike Hedrick dials up for Franklin. But I'm going to lean towards Die Ball. That's it? Yeah. All right. Any other final thoughts, Mike Queen? It's the last day you can say that. It's the last day I can say it. <laughs> no, there are no other final thoughts. Okay. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Ishmael Johnson and Princess Ashley Pickle, oh, I'm Greg Tupper. Oh, God. Next young, please be your player of the year. <laughs> uh, we'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today.